All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram Studios at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza. This is the most incendiary talk radio show. I, I don't want to say the most, but definitely the most in the mornings. Uh, our other local hosts here do a pretty good job of keeping y'all fired up too, so I don't want to I don't want to say I'm better than any of them. They've been doing it way longer than I have. But uh, with all that said, this segment is going to be brought to you by dun, 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 Mack Hike Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Flowood. Hey, look, man, are you in the market for a brand new Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram? Get out and see my buddy Corey McDonald and the team over there at Mack Hike on Lakeland Drive. They will get you taken care of. Everybody wants to know a guy. Everybody, you know, we all, especially as guys here, right? And uh, girls, too. Everybody wants to know you got somebody you can trust. You got somebody that's not going to BS you. I mean, look, I know a lot of car salesmen have got a bad name. I've been doing it for 12 years. I've heard all the stories. I've seen a lot of it happen. And you want to you, you break bread with folks who are local. You want to break bread with folks you know are going to do you right, where you can call them up and say, hey, man, I got an issue. How are we going to work it out? You got a local guy born and raised right here in central Mississippi. That whole de- that whole team of managers over there at Mack Hike, all local guys, born and raised right here in central Mississippi. That matters. You want to do business with people who are from where you're from if you can, and they all born and raised right here. So go see them. Uh, don't forget they got their Toys for Tots toy drive going on right now. That's important for us that can afford to give back, for y'all that can afford to give back. Go buy a small or large, new toy, and drop it off there at Mack Hike of Flowwind. Don't forget, I'll be out there Saturday, December 17th at 9 a.m. with my good friend and cohort, Miss Therese April with DarkHorsePressNow.com. We're teaming up to uh, put the rubber stamp on the Toys for Tots, wrap it up, be their big day where they come and they get the toys. We'll be out there for our last-minute push. They're going to have food trucks and food or whatever else, man. It's going to be a good time. So come out there to Mack Hike of Flowwood, Saturday, December 17th, if you can. If not, swing by there now. Drop off a toy. It'd be greatly appreciated. If you're a business owner and you would like to be a toy drop-off spot for the next last little push here for the next 10, 12 days, reach out to Corey McDonald over there at Mack Hike of Flowwood and let him get you a toy box. And we'll help do anything we can on our end to facilitate your toy drive. All right. With all that said, shop them online. Very important here. Shop Mac Hike online at MacHikeCDJRF.com. That is Mac Hike of Flowood. All right. I am joined in studio by Mr. Corey Seal. He is a private investigator working on this case for the family of Miss Angela Shires Barentine. Am I saying her name right? You are. Yes, Clay. All right. Pull that mic just a little bit closer. There we go. How's that, sir? Cool. All right. So, first off, <clears throat> tell us just a little bit about yourself. Uh, you've recently moved to Mississippi, right? Correct, yeah. Um, we came up here from West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, about two years ago now. And uh, have you, I'm guessing you've been a private investigator for a while. Uh, I've got into the uh, private side of it since we came up this way. I've been investigating on corporate and whatnot down in Florida I mean, since I got out of the military. Yet. Good stuff, man. i got a buddy of mine that does some corporate um, uh, loss. What was it called? Like, uh, 
loss prevention, loss asset prevention. protection. Yeah. yeah, does that. Uh, Scott, he's a big listener of the show here and a good friend of mine, and <clears throat> that's something he's done for a while. And it's very interesting to watch you guys that are kind of analytical, break that type data down, look at it, and see it from a different angle than – say your average joe sees it from yeah 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 i mean you have to dissect things in so many different ways and look at it from all different angles that you know no one else no normal people just wouldn't even think about looking at it's uh it's it's a puzzle and um you know you have to be a puzzle person to kind of be into this stuff so all right so <clears throat> with all that said mm-hmm. that's cool i would i'd love to talk to you about that on a separate thing one day so let's talk about angela shires barentine uh it looks like and i'm just going to read a quick synopsis of this here and then we can break it down uh, she was 27 years old when she went missing on November 24th, 2004, from Vicksburg, Mississippi. She left her house to make a quick run to the store, but never came home again. Angela was reported missing the next day. Angela's remains were found nine months later in a pickup truck that was upside down in the Big Black River south of Highway 80 near the Kansas City Southern Railroad Bridge at the Warren and Hines County line. Her death was never ruled an accident or homicide, but investigators believe foul play was involved. Her daughter is getting no answers. The police are helping and won't. The police aren't helping and won't even give her the case files on her mother. Angela knew people in Warren County and Hines County, and it was confirmed that she had been in both counties and was last seen in Edwards on the afternoon of eleven twenty-five. Even though she went missing on the twenty-fourth, so that's interesting. Uh, and just kind of wrapping up reading this real quick for people that may be getting in or out of their cars. If you have any information about Angela Barentine, please contact our boy right here who is working Angela's case for her daughter. Uh, you can email him at LECO, that's LECO, investigations at gmail.com, and I will give you his phone number here later. All right, so where do we want to pick up on this thing, man? All right, yeah, so... What happens that night? She she um, when she left her house, um, she was you know cooking dinner or whatnot, and uh, obviously she was expected to show up the you know at the her parents' house um, the next day for Thanksgiving. Um, so she said she was going to go. She was going to leave. Um, she got some money for her, her husband at the time. Um, well, still still her husband, uh, Daniel. She left. Said she was going to the store. Never returned. Um, where she stayed that night. Um, even through all the investigations, um, there's still no answers on that. Um, she had friends up that way. And um, it's believed she, she might have stayed with a friend. Um, you know, we, we, don't, we can't speculate about what was going on up that way. Um, when she was seen the next day, uh, the witnesses that were with her. Um, they were, uh, that, that was my next question. The, 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 the scene the next day. Was that that? So that is people who were physically with her, not just somebody. Yeah, I saw a vehicle that matched the description, or a lady looked like her in the store. Yeah, correct. Yep, um, they're actually with her using her truck to move stuff. Okay, uh, and, and she dropped them off. Um, you know where she was last seen, where they reported her, which was around Military and Butts Road up there in Raymond and in, um, Edwards area, the Western uh, Hines uh, County area. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, and so they, you know, she dropped them off and. She headed towards Beltnap Road and kind of went off in the distance, and that's the last time she was seen reported alive at that point. Okay, so just my spidey senses off the top say, surely they investigated the people that saw her last as more than just witnesses? Yes. Um, so what we Not ha- to implicate anybody here, but that's just the first place yeah, my mind goes. Yeah, of course. So what really happened, so Vicksburg PD 
um, received the missing persons report the next day when the family called up, right? So Vicksburg Police Department got involved in it. Um, they got word doing a little investigation um, to check out Edwards because that's where she had friends and whatnot. And this is on the 25th. Correct, yes. Okay. 25th, 26th time frame. Right. Um, and so they contacted Hines County to help out, interview some people and whatnot, okay? Because of where this was, um, the river actually, you know, if you get your feet wet, you're in Hines County. If you're on dry land, you're on you're in Warren County, right? So now we have a, a county conflict about, you know, who, 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 who owns this case. So Hines County couldn't prove anything happened there. So all they were doing, their investigator was just assisting and following up on leads. He would interview some people, and if nothing really came up, nothing really came up. Um, I reached out to Hines County. Um, there is no, um, reportedly, there is no case file currently on this. Um, so, you know, what happened with all that information is up in the air. We don't know, okay? Um, so from there, Vicksburg PD, uh, a few weeks later, contacted Warren County Sheriff's Office. And Warren County Sheriff's Office got involved in it. Um, it became a Warren County thing because when they had to pull the vehicle out, the only way they can do it was to pull it out on the Warren County side. So now Warren County's kind of get involved with it. So that's interesting. But it was found on the Vicksburg side or the Hines County, the Hines County side? It was, it was kind of in the middle of the river. Yeah. So pick your, pick your side. It really is kind of what it is. First one to get there, first one to pull it out. I mean, again, spidey senses here, and I'm no private investigator or no investigator by no, no stretch of the imagination. Um, would you think that it came from the direction that the front end was facing, or did they say, man, it could have got spun around, nobody knows? Yeah, being in the water for nearly nine months. Yeah. Um, again, it was, it was found August 2nd from, you know, um, Thanksgiving. How, how was it founded? Had the water gone down or something? Right. So um, her sister um, was very, very adamant, uh, you know, and, and stayed on it and, and would not stop. And she went knocking on doors. She went everywhere, you know, um, trying to find her answers. And that that ended up leading them to the river. But the river level was so high. OK. And, um, you know, but she she, she heard through, through wherever she was knocking on doors or whatnot. It's a good place to check. So they stayed, she stayed on it, she stayed on it. And when the water level dropped in the river, then about seven, seven and a half feet or one, I got really, really low. Um, she really pushed um, Sheriff Martin Pace and their crew to go out there on a boat. And her, um, other family members of Sheriff Pace went out there on the boat and they tooled around and they saw two tires sticking up out of the water. So it was that, upside, it was upside it was up, down. Completely upside down. So their belief is when it went in, it floated quite a ways. Yeah. Flipped over, hit something, maybe flipped over, and then eventually kind of sank and sat on the bottom. Do they think they know where it went in at? Yeah. Possibly. There can only be so many entry points. Right. The The only will area is right there. There's a um, the Big Black um, Battle Park. It's like a little clearing that right up under the railroad bridge. It's where the Big Black River Battle, battle was fought during the war and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, there's a little clearing right there. It's really the only access. It's got a we got about a four or five foot embankment down in the water, so she could have very easily went off in that way. Um, but there's other things that you know the sheriff Pace um, suspects foul suspected foul play at the time, um, but she was epileptic, um, and when she left the night, she didn't bring her epileptic medicine with her, um, you know, or her driver's license when she left. Um, 
you know, so uh, there's other things that kind of play into it um, that we're just not sure about. Um, going back to weather back that back in that time, there was like you know tornadoes just south of the area, whatnot. Maybe she was rushing home, um, but everyone involved still suspects that was there was foul play just from what they found. Yeah. And, all right. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, let's peel that onion back. Yes, sir. All right. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined in the studio by Corey Seal. He's a private investigator. He's been hired by Angela Shires Barentine's family to try to get this case reopened and find out what happened to Angela. We'll be right back live in the Matt Kike of Flowood Studios. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. I may try to get somebody to get that tattooed on them here soon. Breaking rules when necessary. It's a, I think it abbreviates out to brown. B-R-W-N. All right, this segment is going to be brought to you by The Gathering Restaurant, located right out there in the town of Livingston. The Gathering Restaurant on the corner of Highway 22 and Highway 463. Near Madison delivers an abundance of goods for you to enjoy. You can enjoy their blue plate specials for lunch that feature the gathering's famous fried pork chops and the best, and they say it's the best fried pork chop on earth. And I, you know, I ain't had it yet, but I'm gonna hold them to it when I go get it. We're gonna find out. I consider myself not only a mozzarella stick connoisseur, I consider myself a fried pork chop connoisseur as well. So we will, uh, we will find out. Anyway, they say uh, they got homemade gumbo and tomato basil soup is served all day every day in the evenings you can enjoy butcher cut steaks fresh seafood golden brown catfish and savory pastas as well as delicious salads you can enjoy an excellent brunch on saturdays from 10 a.m to 2 p.m ladies i know y'all love getting together and doing drunk drunks brunches and mimosas and uh, i guess maybe that would lead to drunks but uh, anyway every saturday they got brunch from 10 a.m to 2 p.m. They have live music every Sunday night. You can check out their social media pages for the uh, specific music performers. Also, the gathering offers family meals to go, and the adjacent Livingston Mercantile has a huge selection of hunting and fishing supplies. Visit the full-service gas station with its true southern hospitality. They pump your gas for you, by the way. That is the true southern hospitality they speak of. The Gathering Restaurant at Livingston Mercantile in the town of Livingston. Today, what's for lunch? I know that's what y'all are waiting on me to tell you. Today's lunch special, the blue plate, is hamburger steak. So all my folks out there watching their carbs, like myself, sometimes, it's your day. Go get that hamburger steak. And uh, if that's not your thing, they got plenty of other options on the menu. It's a cool place. If nothing else, man, just got to spend some time out there checking out the town of Livingston. You won't be disappointed. All right. Picking back up here in the studio with Corey Seal. We're in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. Corey, we left off. We're talking about Angela Shires Barentine's cold case. Uh, now, she's not missing. That she, she, she was found dead nine months later. She's had a funeral and all that stuff. So the family knows where she's at. This is not a missing persons case. This is a murder case. Uh, well, unofficially. Yeah, it's, it's still, it's still um, open pending is how they have it listed. Um, yeah, because they they really don't know yet exactly how it happened and who was involved. All right. So what we left off at, you know, the, the truck had been in the river. We were kind of dissecting some places it could have gone in at, how it could have happened. <clears throat> and just listening to these few things, the first thing I think is she just 
you said she was athletic. It, it it feels more like she just ran off the road and ended up, you know, dead. Right. That's that 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 could very well have happened. Um, she you know she could have had a seizure while she was driving um, around that area, missed the turn um, right there where there is. It's, a, it's almost a ninety degree turn, um, and you know. What time of day it was, we don't really, you know, don't really know yeah. if it was at night or whatnot. But yeah, she she could have because she didn't have her medicine with her. So what are what are the things? I mean, what is it that the family or yourself? And I know this. There's another podcast that was this uh, was talking about this on Twitter. What is the evidence that makes people feel like it was murder? Because just looking at it from a length from from a thirty thousand foot view, it just looks like she had a wreck. Right, and that and, and that's exactly it. Um, you know, uh, Ginger, her daughter. Uh, we we all want to know why is it still open? Um, what what makes this? You know, um, the law enforcement evolve. What makes them feel that it's something other than an invest than an uh, accident? Um, what's keeping it open? Um, the family feels very very adamant um, that there was something involved elsewhere. Um, you know, you know, but. There's no more proof points to an accident, you would think. So, you know, we're, we're asking law enforcement to come out and talk to us. And, and, and why do they feel that it needs to stay open? And why do, we, why do they feel it needs to be lead more towards a murder type or homicide type investigation? And after 18 years, not having any answers of that or any leads pointing to that really raises some questions. Right, so there's some rumors and speculation that she was involved with some unruly people. We'll just say some some, some bad characters over there. These people will keep their names out of it, but these people you said have late, later were uh, arrested for kidnapping or murder for hire or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Which one was it? Both. Both. And did they investigate these folks? Where, where does this come from? Um, well, back then um, they really weren't involved. Um, you know, there was nothing on them like that at that point. Um, so when Hines County ran their investigation and questioned them and whatnot, you know, they just told her story about what happened. You know, we were with her. Uh, we were moving some stuff. She dropped us off and she went away. Um, and then, you know, it was about two or three years later is when, you know, um, they kind of fell into to the other side of it. So back then it was it was, it was just just witnesses. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He said she'd only been married for three weeks. Correct. Yep. She just got married to her boyfriend for about three weeks at the time. That is that is sad. Very. That is sad. And her, and her daughter. So one of the kind of symmetry things here that make it even uh, more sad is she was only 27 years old and her daughter now is 27 years old. Correct. And they're not letting her get any of the information. It this it, it does seem strange that they won't close the case. Yes. It, if nothing else, you would have thought somebody would have just come in to clean up the case log and say, this was a wreck. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, let's figure out what it was. Correct. I mean, I, I get manpower and, you know, priority, current things taking priority. I understand that. But close it. Yeah. And it's not just it's not just local police. Um, you know, Vicksburg, Vicksburg Police Department only have a uh, missing persons report that they go off of. Um, you know, Sheriff Pace, um, he's adamant. He will, he will never close the case until he finds a solution for it. Um, so it, well, he, he was the sheriff then and he's still currently the sheriff. Yep. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
Um, and I reached out to the uh, Mississippi Drill Investigation Cold Case Unit because uh, they were involved with it for a little bit. And they still have it listed as an open case. Um, I'm trying to find an investigator's name, have it heard back. As a matter of fact, I can't find anybody willing to say that they're an investigator on this case currently, even though it's still a open quote-unquote case. Um, I can't find anybody willing to talk to me and say, I'm your point of contact. Let's work together on this. So it's, it's hard to leave out certain parts of this and, and, and not peel the onion back for the sake of the story. But what are, what are they? So she, she's somehow helping these folks move, air quotes in the studio. And then she comes up missing. The last day she was seen was the 25th. Around noon. 25th, but she had left her home on the 24th. So she stayed the night wherever she stayed the night. She had, well, of course, this is pre-cell phones being in everybody's pockets. I know 2004, I had a cell phone. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself in that, that time frame, uh, technology-wise. To, there was no social media, you know, nothing like that. There's no, there's no text messages, really. They were just kind of becoming a thing. She comes up missing, but the, somebody saw her the next day. Well, the people that she was with saw her the next day, and those are the people that later got arrested for kidnapping and yes. conspiracy to commit murder, plot to murder for hire. And when they're indicted, yeah. And were indicted. Now, did they clear those charges? Because talking to you, it sounds like they're out of jail now. Yeah, I, I can't find anything where it was what happened. With that um, records back then, obviously was that of, in Hines County or Warren County? Where, where were the charges out of? Yeah, it, it was um, Hines County, actually. Well, that um, makes sense. Yeah, so, so yeah, records back then is kind of, kind of skewed. Yep. Hmm. All right. Well, that you know when you, and I'm just again, I'm just going to unravel this from layman's terms here. So, a lot of a lot of it, the, my spidey senses, it not taking the wreck out of it, taking, taking how she got into the river out of it, the situation leading up to it, it, it don't, it, the, the puzzle ain't putting together right. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's some other um, information um, um, that we managed to gather, you know, um, about, you know, what could have taken place up in Edwards or whatnot. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure the um, law enforcement may know where she stayed that night. Um, and that's just, they're just haven't released that or told anybody, um, you know, um, the, the names we do have, um, you know, it, 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 it comes from, you know, a very reputable source, actually the guy who, who investigated them. Um, but even that it, they, Heinz County won't talk about it. Heinz County DA won't talk about it. Um, everybody passes it off as they were assisting another agency and I, and I got it. Um, you know, um, a Warren County Sheriff's Office say they were just assisting Vicksburg Police Department when they were called a few weeks later to get involved with it. Um, so there's only so much information they can give. Um, but again, it goes back to if this is an open case, you know, there needs to be an investigator. And, and, and you know, there's people out here willing to get involved, willing to help. You know, we know we know you're busy. Right. Let us help. Um, you know, whatever you're sitting on, you know, it's my, it, you know, it, it's our job. We're not trying to blow a case up, you know, um, you know, we're trying to help the family. We're trying to help this daughter who was nine years old at the time. She was only nine. 
you know, she has nothing but the best memories of her mom. She has a nine year old memories of her mom, yeah. you know, and you know, cause I'm just going to tell you what people are going to say. And I'm sure they've said it. This is my first time since we talked about doing this. And that's really all the data. All I could find was what was on the flyer there. Not a whole lot about it out there. It, the first thing that comes to mind is an affair or drugs or something like that. And who, who leaves home for a day that's only been married for three weeks and, and doesn't, is it communicating? If it's like, does, what did the husband know? You know, was, was there a fight? There's, there's, again, and I'm not implicating anybody or trying to dis- disparage her memory, but those are just the first places that my mind goes. Right. Law enforcement did clear the husband. They did. They did um, whatever they did. They ran a couple of uh, um, voice analyzer, you know, lie detector tests on him. Yeah. Um, and they adamantly say that he was cleared um, and not involved in it. Well, and I would tend to believe that based on her being seen with these other people the following day, you know, but I would be curious to know, was, was there a fight or did she just disappear? Cause that seems weird to disappear for 24 hours with no communication from a newly married couple. Heck, if I was just in the beginning of a relationship and I didn't talk to somebody for 24 hours, especially in the technology uh, everybody available 24-7 world we live in today, if you got more than about 12 hours to talk with somebody, you're like, are you okay? You right. know, so I, I, I'd be kind of curious there was... Yeah, re- reportedly there there was an argument between um, the husband and her um, before she left. Um, and, and when she said she was going to the store, um, you know, whether she's going for a breather or whatnot, you know, um, there might have been an argument. Um, there, I don't think there was anybody there at the time. Um, yeah. It was just him, her, and uh, the daughter, Ginger. It was not at the time. Yeah, and, and, and it's not relevant necessarily except just say, p- to get into her state of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like wh- what was she, you know, what was she doing? Who could she have been with? What was her state of mind? Was she wanted to clear her head? Right. You know, stuff like that. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll keep peeling this onion back and kind of see what the family would like to see out of this whole thing. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back here on 103.9 WYA. The Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by LS Auto Place. Get out there to see us right there in Rankin County on Highway 471 in Brandon. Uh, located right down there by Booze Smokehouse. As soon as you get off the Highway 25 exit, if you're coming from Jackson or Flowood or wherever, we're the uh, second car lot on the right. You can't miss it. LS Auto Plex. we got a plethora of used trucks. and We know everybody loves their used trucks or loves their trucks here in Mississippi. Check it out online, lsautoplex.com. Uh, we don't offer any um, financing in the traditional sense that we ain't trying to sell you any financing. To us, we just want to try to help you get the money and come back and buy the truck. The benefit of that is all we want is the money. <laughs> We're not trying to make money selling you money. That's a big, big difference in the uh, car buying market. So the price is the price, my friends. Anyway, we buy cars too. Come see us, LS Autoplex, right there on Highway 471. If you're getting ready to buy your car, sell your car. We can help you with all of that. And we do take trade-ins. LSAutoplex.com. All right. We're live here in the Matt Kike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. Joined this morning by Corey Seal. We're talking about the cold case of Angela Shires Barentine. Uh, she was found dead at the bottom of the Big Black River. Back in uh, 
2004, August of 2004? Yes, 2005. Yeah, 2005. She had been missing for nine months at that point. So presumably that's where she had been for the entire nine months. I'm sure decomposition and just a bad, bad scene there. So one of the things we're talking about is Warren County refuses to close the case. They refuse to say it was a an accident or a homicide. They're keeping it open. So therefore they, they know something that is keeping this open. Cause otherwise, why wouldn't you just say cut and, you know, cut and dry. This is an accident. So one of the questions I asked you during the break was how was the body found in the truck? Was it found in the driver's side? Did it have the seatbelt on? You said, was the car in drive park, whatever the case may be. How did they discover the body and maybe there's some physical evidence that makes them believe that she was murdered. Yep, correct. And, you know, and, th- and those are exact questions we're, we're trying to find out. Um, you know, w- w- how was it found? And, 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 and why can't they discuss that? You know, um, you know, where, where, where's the drop off? Like, okay, if she was in the driver's seat or was she in the passenger seat? Okay, now, in one of the news articles, Sheriff Pace did, did state that, you know, there was items inside the vehicle that could be evidentiary in nature. And, you know, this was back in 2005. And he said then, you know, obviously he can't discuss it. Uh, you know, now we're looking 18 years later and, you know, we're really trying to find answers. Let's get some information out. Let, let, let's let's talk about this kind of stuff and let's get new eyes on it and, and, and see if we can't dissect it a little bit better. You know, to new technology. Open it up. Yeah, so the family's goal now is to bring is to turn up the heat on Warren County to respectfully sure. to to do something here. I mean, to bring some closure, to share what they have, or close the case or something. The family's looking for closure at this point. Complete closure, yes, sir. You know, even if they never find out who did it or whatever, they just was my mama murdered, or did she have an accident? Mm-hmm. Give us some peace here. This open ended, uh, uninvestigated cold case. Um, th- that does seem sad. I don't look. I, I've never dug deep into you know how they prioritize these things or how this works necessarily. But if MBI is involved, how long is it? I saw a post, and I, I don't have my Twitter pulled up to get to it. That the podcast lady is. It was a second photo that she had with this, and it was talking about what what is defined as a cold case. It's like what seventeen years or no, something crazy like that. Um, she put up something. Yeah, if it's gone completely static for about a year or so. I got my bookmarks right here. I just want to make sure I got this. All right, here it goes. This is from Paige Elmore. It says, a cold case is a crime or a suspected crime that has not yet been fully resolved and is not the subject of a current investigation, but for which new information could emerge from the witness testimony, reexamined archives, new or retained materials, evidence, or fresh activities of a suspect. New technology methods developed after the crime was committed can be used in surviving. I thought it had a timeline on there. That, that is, okay, here it is. It goes, if it's not truly an open investigation, hasn't been solved in 18 years. Oh, this is talking about specifically to her case. Yeah, there's an, there's another one where she posted on there where she's talking about about a year, a year um, of complete silence and, and just no movement at all. At all. Um, it can be classified as a cold case, and it should um, be kind of open and not everything now cops do and the police do need to sit on some some things right sure some some absolute information that only the the criminal himself would know okay i understand that and i got that 
Um, but, you know, again, 18 years later, um, and, and everybody involved, like, you know, the whole family, you know, the, the, her, her mom is still um, alive and kicking, her sister, her husband, her daughter, her grandkids, all of these people are still there and, and actively wanting these answers. And, and for, you know, the police department to completely shut them out and, and to say, yeah, it's an open case, but we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to say anything. We're not going to investigate is, is, is a problem and it needs to be addressed. Yeah, you know, I, I think too with the distance that is that we're, with the time in between now, you know, it's time to to peel the onion completely back and ex- explain what what the scenario could have been, and maybe start really getting some answers from folks. So, uh, how can people turn the heat up? Do they call? Can if we want these listeners are very active when it comes to this kind of stuff. So before we unleash the hounds here, uh, what 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 is the goal here today? Are we, do, do we want people to call Warren County and, and ask what's going on? Okay, first and foremost, if if anybody has any type of information that leads back or, or any information, no matter how small, how little it is, we highly encourage you to contact the um, um, Warren County Sheriff's Office or the Mississippi Crime Stoppers. Um, Mississippi Crime Stoppers, they will have some type of reward for any information that leads to anything, Okay. Um, the Warren County, they won't give you any kind of award, but, you know, they're the ones who are, quote unquote, actively investigating this, this case. So any kind of information. OK, from that, yes, we would we would encourage anybody listening today to please reach out to Warren County Sheriff's Office, uh, Vicksburg Police Department or even the uh, Mississippi Bureau of Investigation Cold Case Unit. Reach out, call them and email them and say, hey, why is this so stagnant? What is going on with this? Why is there no information? Why do you say it's an open case, but yet there's no, there's nothing going on? There, there nothing new has come out of it. Um, you know, I highly encourage that. What did you see in right. 2005 to make you think it was anything more than an accident? That's what I want to know. Exactly. That's I mean, exactly like that. Take coming from this, if it, if if it, it's because it seemed like it would have been a lot less grief on them to just say this was an accident. Yes. Yep. And, and I'm looking. So I commend them for that, for, for, for not taking the easy, the easy way out. But what are we doing now? Right. And, you know, and I'm looking for even just like, you know, tidbits of information, like where exactly was a truck found in the river? Yeah. Right. You know, and I can come in and I could do, you know, I can get forensics involved and, you know, I could try to draw my own schematics and stuff like things are way different now than they were in 2004. Technology, computers, projections, all that is completely different now forensics wise than it was in 2004. And a lot more could be discovered if they would just allow it to be done. Yeah, Let me say this, too. I'm getting texts from folks and uh, with rumors and speculation, and I, I do appreciate all that. And I'm going to forward that over to them and guys if y'all have any information like that do exactly what he said you know reach out to warren county reach out to mbi reach out to uh to our guy Corey here and let let him know just no stone unturned no matter how negative it is or whatever let's get it out there you know to the investigators and say this may be an angle that you didn't look at maybe there's something i heard some rumor whatever the case may be uh at this point i, I think the family's pretty accepting that it could have been anything and they just want to know what happened to, to their to their family member? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you could, uh, you know, encourage somebody to actually, you know, reach out to me so I can have a contact inside the the, the, the police would be pretty good. Yeah, and we, we we have a huge reach for law enforcement here, so maybe somebody listening uh, can ring somebody's bell 
this morning. How can they reach out to you? All right, you can uh, reach me at my email address, which is Leco Investigations, L E C O Investigations at gmail.com, or my cell phone is 601 456 2432. And I am 24 7. So, you know, any information, any calls, anything, please give me a call. All right, guys. I, you know, as I always say when we have stuff like this, this is my first cold case uh, to, to discuss here, I believe. But um, when we have stuff like this, think about it as if it was your family member. You know, if it was you and your family was trying to find answers. So, you know, use that kind of passion uh, if you know anything if you're from that area. And uh, like I said, we've gotten a few tips here in the uh, in the text since we started the show. And we would definitely be passing those along. Let's take our last break of the day. Come back, land the plane and uh, wrap this thing up so your boy can go sell some cars. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram studio. Got to put that sauce on there. On 103.9 WYAB. Streaming worldwide at WYAB.com and on the TuneIn app. If you missed any of the show, we podcast it every day. It's one of the most downloaded podcasts in the state of Mississippi. I'm very proud of that. Uh, a lot of effort goes into that podcast. So we appreciate you guys downloading that and checking up on it. Uh, we got folks hit me up this morning. They're on a road trip to Alabama or Florida or somewhere. Like, how do I listen to the show on the road? WYAB.com. Hit the listen tab. Set it as a favorite on your home screen of your phone. And it's just like having a WYAB app. Look, I appreciate uh, Corey Seal coming in this morning to discuss the cold case with Miss Angela Shires Barrington. Uh, again, a lot of a lot of emotions and passion from folks on stuff like that, and uh, we're just trying to help get the word out. So that's what we do here. And folks reach out, ask to get the word out on things. We do it. I got a lot of y'all that do that stuff for, with me. You know, I can't get to everybody in the time frame that it, that satisfies everyone, but I promise it ain't from a lack of effort. We only got one to two hours a day. We, we you know, we, there's only so many we can do at a time. We're cleaning up something real quick from earlier. Uh, my comments about the state auditor not being able to investigate Jackson. Uh, John reached out on the Guns and Gear text line and says, the state auditor does have every right to audit the city. I was told differently, but <clears throat> I will get y'all a definitive answer on that because if it, if there's this much blatant corruption and he's just choosing not to audit it, but then I got a problem. I mean, cause they're already kind of, you know, we can pick a side on the Brett Favre stuff. I've talked at it at nauseum. I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on it, but there's obviously some issues there and they love going after those type of cases. But then you have a blatant case of a city mismanaging its funds to the point of the water, not working the, the capital city too. We're not talking about someone like Edwards or Bolton here. We're talking about the capital city. So it would be interesting to know why the auditor hasn't set up a substation in City Hall. Uh, I would love to know that. Or set up a substation down at the Jackson Water Department to figure out what the hell is going on with the funds and why they can't keep the water on. Or as Tate Reeves calls it, maybe it's just a dang crisis of incompetence and it's nothing about money. It's just about not having a clue how to start and end anything. This has been the Clay Edwards Show. See y'all tomorrow. ClayEdwardsShow.com.
Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.